Praise the Lord. Good to see everybody today. First day of February. I mean, how many believe that the Lord leads his people, guides them, gives them a direction? I think God's leading this church, and uh, well, I know God's leading this church. We'll just need to follow him, and I believe we are, and uh, had some good preaching, had some good teaching again this morning. I believe it feels like God's leading us down a path. Uh, Brother Hughes was here earlier this year and uh, talked about the gospel, talked about the rebirth. He preached about telling people about your testimony, encouraging people what God's done for you. He can do it for them, and it keeps you on fire. Brother uh, Foster was here last week. That was good. Going down the same paths and letting go of those doctrines and religions that we've built up in our minds and they hold us in our own prison when we have a wrong thought on something and it's not even the truth we want the truth and uh, Brother Stevens today that was good this morning it all goes hand in hand it's the gospel it's supposed to be good news Brother Stevens it's supposed to be good news I don't want to I don't want to have a religious church I want to have a Jesus church religion didn't get me out of trouble Jesus did that world out there they're not ready for me they come on Wednesday night but today it's Sunday we like to have evangelistic surfaces around here brother Stephen started with his lesson this morning that's evangelizing we're all can evangelize the Word of God when we go out there in our community all we got to do is tell them how good Jesus is and they, you can back it up by the way you treat them and how you live how you deal with problems, and uh, God will take care of you. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to defend him either. He can take care of himself. Just explain to people how good God is. That's all they need to know. Explain it to them. If you don't have any hope, Jesus can give you hope. If you need healed in your mind or your body, Jesus can heal your mind and your body. If you've got addicted to something and you can't get over it, Jesus can get you over it. I made the mistake, Brother Stevens, of thinking I had to get good and get right to get God, and I didn't have to. I couldn't. I tried and I tried. I had to just say, God, I surrender all my problems to you, and he started taking care of them one at a time. Still got some, and I believe God is going to take care of those too, because I'm in this for the long run. I'm not, I'm not perfect, <laughs> Sister Nancy. She thinks I am sometimes, but I tell her, no, Nancy, no. no. This is just a facade sometimes, my perfection. But God looks at me as a child that he loves and cares about, and he wants good things for me, and he wants good things for you. So don't worry about all that stuff. Don't worry about going out there and what you might say wrong or what you might, like Brother Steve Erickson said, don't pick, a, don't pick through them. Just talk to them. If you feel God nudge you to talk to somebody, talk to them. That's the time to talk to them. You don't have to explain everything to them. I don't know everything. I can't explain. I'm not, I'm not that smart. But I can tell them that God delivered me and that God cares about me and that how he, he helps me every day. Helps me every day when I wake up, every day. So today we're going to have an evangelizing service today, one that encourages people. We're going to sing about God and how good he is. We're going to sing how he sets the captives free. We're going to praise him. 
We're going to worship him because we've been set free. We're going to do all those things today in this service. So if we all would stand, and I can get a volunteer again to take an offering. Anybody want to volunteer to take an offering today? Fine young man right here. Praise the Lord. We're going to give unto the Lord and sing. We're going to have a blessed day today. It's the good life. Yes. There's more. There's more. Praise the Lord. Let's all sing. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know.
Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the heavenly Father, the beginning and the end. But much more than this, my friend. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back again. Oh, let me tell you who Jesus is. He's the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the heavenly Father, the beginning and the end. Much more than this, my friend. Jesus, 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 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, what a wonder you are. Oh, Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. Yeah, Jesus, 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 what a wonder you are. good to praise the God that's so deserving of our praise. Praise the Lord. Sister Ruth Ann, are you singing a special? If you're not, you are now. No, she is. You all may be seated. Uh, feels good in the house today. I want to thank Brother Stevens again. He just reminds me when I'm up here singing, you know, and making my way back to God. I tell him this all the time. I say it all the time, but I like to encourage Brother Stevens because ha- he has a ministry that he, that, he, that he just has to keep on, just keep on doing it. Just keep on doing it, Brother Stevens. Just keep on doing it because I'd make my way back to God and I'd, I'd try to start going to churches and I'd go and they'd, they'd tell me why we had the temple and they'd tell me why this and they'd teach that and then their Sunday service they'd teach me and explain things to me and that's all good and that's all needed. But at the time, I couldn't, I couldn't digest any of it. I was just like, I don't even know, don't even know what's going on. And I should go to Brother Stevens, and he just, they just sing some songs about how good God is. Brother Stevens grabbed a microphone and he started explaining how good God is, and he just started encouraging me because the, because the number one enemy of your soul wants to put doubt into your mind and say, not you, not you, not you, not you, not you. And Brother Stevens was using faith. And using God and preaching against that doubt. And he was saying, you, you, God loves you. God can use you. God can fill you. God can deliver you. And he just kept on saying it. And and he said it with so much conviction and passion that I had nothing else to do but believe it, Brother Stevens. And I believed it. When the man got up there and was dancing around and was singing so happy and joyfully about God. And I I thought, I believe that. God does want me to be delivered and it happened because I got all the doubt out of my mind and started putting faith into my mind. So thank you again, Brother Stevens. Praise the Lord.
God is so good. Feel victory in this house today. Praise the Lord. It's time for our pastor. Looking forward to see what God has for us the rest of this service. He's a good God. He's so good to me. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Appreciate you. Well, praise the Lord, church. It is so good to be here today and um, thankful for all that the Lord is doing. And uh, thank you that you made it out to church. And um, I, my prayer is that we, each of us, through our living, would find out more and more every day how valuable God is in our life. Amen. Amen. A lot of decisions you're going to have to make this week, but I hope that God is in the middle of all of them. A lot of things are going to happen to you this week that you never counted on, you never wanted, but I just hope that you'll let the Lord be in the middle of it all. Amen. Because God wants to bless your life. Amen. Uh, if you'd stand with me, I want to read one verse of Scripture to begin today. Job chapter 36, verse number 27. <coughs> Pardon me. Amen. Here's your Scripture. Job here speaking. Uh, this is when he's referring back to God's greatness and expounding on things that he does not know or understand. And he says this concerning the Lord, concerning the law of nature. He said, For he maketh small the drops of water. They pour down rain according to the vapor thereof. He maketh small the drops of water. And they pour down rain according to the vapor thereof. And uh, would you pray? I want to talk to you today. I want to preach to you about this topic the law of firsts, the law of firsts, and uh, amen, I feel like so strongly that the Lord wanted this to be preached this morning, and um, I'm just going to roll with it, and I think it'll bless your life, and I hope that you'll be able to take that word of God and, and hold it close to your heart, amen. Lord, I pray that you bless the word. Thank you for the word today. I pray that you bless each and every one. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit in this house. Thank you, Lord, for the way that you're moving in people's lives. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, now open our understanding. Lord, give each of us an epiphany, each of us an understanding of Scripture. Roll, fold back the, uh, the, the shadows of unknown. And, Lord, allow us to see God's great works. Lord, I pray that you bless right now, bless the church, the congregation, each individual. I pray it all in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for the word. This really is a natural law. God said, I'm going to allow moisture up in the sky to gather. And when the time comes, rain is going to fall because of the vapors that have been brought into the atmosphere for that reason. Really simple. If you understand that, why is it different in the desert as opposed to the rainforest? It's because the amount of moisture in the atmosphere. It's, amount, it's all about um, if there's enough moisture in the air uh, in order to, to uh, prepare, then when the rain falls, it will fall in proportion to what has been gathered. This is the law of God. This is how natural things work. 
If you want to go to the desert today, you probably can't anticipate. Fosters live in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And uh, when they have a rain, except for maybe one month a year, when they, they have some, what I would call a, a you know, geller washer. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's a few sprinkles and it's still 97 degrees out. And your swamp coolers there don't work very well because they, they operate by moisture in a dry atmosphere. But when all that rain comes, then they are worthless. But you see, the idea is that only a little bit of rain because there's only a little bit of moisture, that vapor that goes up into the air. Amen. This is the way God operates. God is interested sometimes in what you have prepared in order that he can use. The law of nature teaches us that sometimes you've got to have crib in the, in the barn in order to feed the livestock. Sometimes you've got to have things in place. The farmer has an incredible vision that they can have uh, the ability to go and turn over, follow ground, and, and break up the clots, and dig up the rocks, and go around the stumps, or cut them out, and do all these things, uh, somehow looking that one day there's going to be a harvest of nine-foot corn. But all oh, the steps to get there. But they do it. Amen. So let me just give you a scriptural view of this today. The law of firsts. The hardest principle, I believe, in living for God is this. To realize the importance in our life between my spirit walk with God and my body being involved. A lot of people will tell you what they know, head knowledge. They'll tell you what they, you know, uh, who they know or, or what they've seen. But my friend, today, God is looking for a church that is involved in the harvest. Amen. Sometimes I have to do something first before God is even obligated to follow through on it. Think about that. That all of God's plan is prepared. He made the heavens and the earth. He set Adam and Eve in the garden and prepared everything that was for their benefit. And yet he was looking for a response. Amen. The law of firsts. That's the principle of learning that some things we have to do because God will then take it and finish the work in our hands. Listen, my victory will always be revealed in my body. Think about that. Now, we can talk all day, Hannah, about the coming of the Lord. When? I don't know. How? I'm not sure. Why? Something to do with, you know, Israel's laws. Judgment? I, I don't know how judgment can can be involved with us leaving this world and not having to be in this corrupt society anymore. Yeah, well, you need to rethink some things. God is a God of first today. He's looking for some things in our life, amen. And I want to I give you just a few verses of Scripture to, for you to think about, amen, that I believe are going to uh, bring out this truth for us. Coffee table 
Belief is meaningless in God's kingdom. Head knowledge is shallow living for God. But you show me someone who is willing to be a doer of the word, and I'll show you someone that the Holy Ghost moves on and manifests his spirit in their life. You show me someone today who's willing to say, Lord, I'll go. I'll show you someone that God is going to bless. You show me someone today that says, I'll be committed. I'll show you someone that God will reveal to a world around you and say, look at my servant. Amen. Here's one for you. Luke 6 and 38. We all, we all know these verses, but let me read them to you anyways. Give. First give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. This is the law of first today. First, you have to be a giver. Now, I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about your time. I'm talking about your testimony. I'm talking about your involvement. I'm talking about your commitment. I'm talking about your love for God's things. Give, and we'll watch and see what God will do. You'll have people coming around and helping you and blessing you and answering some needs in your life. Because the principle is, first give, and then watch how God moves on other men to give back to you. Well, Brother Erickson, if God's in this, I'm waiting for him to show me. Honey, you may be waiting a long time. Because God doesn't, is not obligated to reveal himself to you when you haven't done the first work. First, you have to give. First, you have to give. Here's another one for you. Matthew 7 and 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do, you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Jesus speaking here, he said, if there's something you want from others, then you need to be doing it to them first. Why is everyone treating me wrong? Well, you might look at your own thinking. Why does everybody hate me? Well, it might be because you hate everybody. <laughs> Why can I get involved? Well, there's some things you're going to have to do first. You're going to have to believe in the law of first in your life. You're going to have to realize today that God said, I'm just waiting for you to step out by faith. Now, faith is the substance unseen. It's the substance of things hoped for. And it is the evidence of things that are not seen. What we do is we live by faith today. Why? Because that's the only way I can be, I fulfill the law of first. I have to believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seeks him. Amen. Here's one for you, Matthew 18 and 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Oh, we like that verse. 
Well, somebody needs to start working on getting two or three of you together in the name of the Lord. And then you can anticipate that God will come. Oh, this gospel is built around my involvement. This gospel, my victory comes when I obey the word of God. But it's not just a big picture of why did we go to heaven. It's what I'm doing each and every day. It's what Brother Stevens preached to us about. Just doing the little things. Blessing others. Investing in others. Helping others. Why? Because when I do God's will, he will take care of me. <laughs> The challenge today is for you and I to trust God enough to do something according to the scriptures in my life. I could sit here and tell you all day long, I believe the word of God. Oh, I believe the word of God. Oh, I believe the word of God is eternal. I believe his word is higher than his name. We can start pulling down scriptures of our thought about what the word of God says about the word of God. <laughs> But I'm nothing more than hot air until somebody in Chelsea sees, you know what? I believe that fool believes us so much he's doing it. <laughs> there might be something to this to the guy that is actually involved. So 1 Kings 17, you, you know the story, but let me just read it to you. And he arose and went to Zarephath and there. And when he came, uh, came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. This was a time of famine in Israel. No water. They were killing off everything. It was a matter of time when everything would be dead. <laughs> Gather me, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, Oh, and bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. I'm hungry. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I... I I'm gathering two sticks that I may go and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not. Go and do this as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and thy son. And we know the end of the story. I didn't read it all here. But the Bible said until the day that the, fast, that the, that the famine ended, there was always a little corn in the, in the bottom of the vessel, always a little oil in the cruise. Every day, that woman, her son, never had to worry about food again in the midst of the famine. Why? Because simply, she put God first. 
Oh, hear me today. I'm talking to a church. You want to see Chelsea uh, involved. You want to see them uh, blessed. You want to see the city know more about our church. It's not going to happen because of our prowess. It's not going to be about our money. It's not going to be our good looks. It's not going to be about our education. It's going to be somebody is willing to do what the gospel says. Proverbs 18 and 24, just the beginning of it, says this. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. We don't change our demeanor by new friends. We establish our demeanor by our old ones. I want to be a witness, but I'm not. I don't have the personality. Gospel's not built off on personality. It's built on someone believing that if I do what God said to do, he is going to in turn do what he promised he would do. You and I are in this incredible place today. A position that I'd rather be here and be one of us than anybody else in this city. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care what their prestige is. I don't care about anything about them. I'd rather be here because we have the possibility. We have the potential today to change our world through his word. But it won't be the big picture, Sister Erickson. It won't be talking about heaven and what heaven's going to be like. My friend, long before I get there, I'm planning on doing some things that the book says. Long before I get there, I'm planning on living for God in the little things. I'm planning on putting it first. I plan on worshiping him. Amen. I'm going to gather two or three of us together, and we're going to praise him together. That's why Chelsea Church is here, so that we can be a place where God can inhabit the praises of of his people. But what would have happened if you shut the church down several years ago? Well, God has a great church in Claremore. He doesn't much care about Chelsea, but he's got a great church in Claremore. Well, if that's what you want your testimony to be, go for it. But I'd like somebody to know today that God has positioned you to impact your world. You may never preach Acts 2.38 to someone, but you may very much invest in them. You might bless them. You might encourage them. You might tell them that you believe in them. That You might find some of their good points and bring it out and say, I really appreciate this about you. You might be an encourager today. I don't have any money. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I unto thee. When we finally realize today that the power of God is this keg of dynamite waiting for us to do something first. It's a problem when we get cold in God. We do less. It just happens. It's natural. It's natural. When we get old, we start thinking, you know, I'm going to let the young pups take care of this now. I'm just going to sit back and retire and earn and enjoy the good years. 
My friend, you better work for God in your good years. Because there's no greater fulfillment than to be a Christian at whatever age you are right now. Amen. We are so positioned for blessing. I, I, I may look like a crazy man up here, but I, I just wish I could get you to realize today how awesome your position is right now. You have been placed in the kingdom of God for such a time as this. wants to bless you. Your answers are going to come through what you are doing for others. Your victories are going to be revealed by your investment in the kingdom for others. Your answers are not going to be a third job, but they're going to be praying and calling on the Lord and being involved with what God is trying to do. This is making sense. The law of first is real, and I'm not. I've, got a, I've actually got a message I preached on this, you know, that none of these verses are in there. Well, the woman in Zarephath is. There's a lot of firsts in the scripture if you want me to do it that way with my strongs. But my, what I'm trying to do is get you to realize that the, the principle is already laid out there by God. All I have to do is do my part first. And God is going to do what he promised. I don't know anybody in the book of Acts who got the Holy Ghost without repenting. Now some got baptized first and then got the Holy Ghost and vice versa. But I, but I do know this. I can have a message of helping people know there's a God who's very interested in them. And if they want to today, they can begin to talk to them and get their heart right with God. Oh, the privilege has been given to you. You don't realize how blessed you are. There's not a better church in Oklahoma, and there's great ones, and, there's, and, and they have a lot of things and programs and things that are so much better than what we do here. I'll grant you. But there's no place I'd rather be than amongst my brethren in a place where I live with a testimony that is alive and fervent and the promises of God that it is waiting for me to unpack and see his will done in my life. Would you stand with me today? James said this, yeah. A man may say, I, thou hast faith, and I have works. But he's attaching here now faith and works together. He said, show me thy faith without thy works. He said, show me. I want to see how you can prove to me you have faith when you haven't done anything with it. I will show thee my faith by my works. See, God needs vessels today. We aren't good. We're not better than anyone else in the community. We don't have greater value systems or, or, or ability or talent or money or education. That's not, that's not what God requires. 
He just is looking for someone that will say, God first. And everything is going to be okay in my day. You want the Holy Ghost? Then be willing to say no to all the things that are wrong in your life and begin to pray and ask him to forgive you. We have baptism water. You say, oh, that's just your religious affiliation. No, no, no. The apostles commanded people to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Why? Because that's one of the first things you learn how to do in obedience, trusting that the promise will follow the promise of the Holy Ghost. So we repent. We get baptized because the Bible says I'm supposed to, so I'll do it. And then watch God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Will he come and just force you to get it? No, you have to want it. You have to seek him. God can't go against his word in Jeremiah when he said, in the day that you seek for me with your whole heart, you will find me. We still have to seek God. But oh, you can say, Lord, I've done, I think what I'm supposed to. I asked you to forgive me, and I'm so thankful for what you've done. Lord, I got baptized in Jesus' name, and oh, it felt so good to come out of that water and feel like I had obeyed God and done right. But now, Lord, we aren't done yet. I want what you've got for me. Amen. If that's true then, then how much more true is it now that you've lived for God for many years after you've been repented and been baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost? God wants you to fire up. Don't retire. Fire up. <laughs> you can leave your job. You can get your pension. You can enjoy time more at home and things you want but make sure you live for God amen amen God has called you you have to see it you're no different than Esther for this moment for this time he's placed you where you are to be a witness to be a help to be that encouragement that so many around you need and today, he's for you. Would you reach out to him right now? Would you ask the Lord to begin to say, Lord, don't let me, don't let me get the cart in front of the horse. Don't let me expect you to be doing something that, Lord, you're expecting me to do something first. Don't, don't let me forget, oh God, my walk with God at the expense of thinking that I can tell God what to do. I can just simply say in Jesus' name and you have to jump. Oh, God, but today, I pray, Lord, that you'd speak to me. Oh, God, Lord, you don't have to do anything until I do what I'm supposed to. And so, Lord, I pray today that you bless each and every one. Oh, God, we thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we need the Holy Ghost to move right now. Oh, God, I trust, Lord, you're making it clear for every one of us where we might need to shore up, where we might need to do better, where we might need to trust you more. Oh, God, this altar is open this morning. We've got time. The preacher didn't preach too long. <clears throat> Amen. Amen.
Isn't it amazing? Every step of our walk with God, it's always your choice. It's always your choice. It's always up to you. What do you want from God today? Praise God. For he maketh small drops of water, and they pour down rain according to the vapor thereof. Amen. What God does in his natural law, he has also established today in his spiritual law. Amen. The sky is the limit. What God has for you is immense. Amen. Just choose today. Choose today. Choose today to be full of his spirit. Choose today to walk in his word. Amen. 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 The hardest principle today is to realize how important that I do something in my physical being with what God has promised. That's the calling of God in your life today. Oh, would you love him? Let me sing. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. to trust and obey.
Let that victory be revealed in your life today. Let it be revealed in your face, able to smile and give God credit. Let it be able to say yes to the Lord and have anticipation and hope and dreams in your life again. Oh, what the devil has told you, he's a liar. How he's brought you down and condemned you, he's a liar. But God is on the other side saying, come on, I believe in you. You could do it today. Amen. Don't be afraid of what God wants to do in your life. He wants to take you on a walk of faith that's going to bless you richly. Amen. Amen. Next time you tell someone, I belong to the Chelsea United Pentecostal Church, I want you to add one more line to it and say to them, can't you see? Can't you see what I believe? Can't you see this victory in my life? Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. We love and appreciate you. We preach these things not to beat you up. We preach these things to challenge you today. Oh, just one more tweak of your thinking. Just one more yes to God. And who knows what the Lord is going to do for you. Amen. Young and old, God is working in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you today.